Welcome to Victorious Living. Your spirit's born again, but your mind is, has not been when it didn't get saved when your spirit was born again. It didn't, but what, it, what we do is we take God's word and regenerate the mind. You know, Paul called it the, the, uh, the renewal of the mind. We are regenerating. Now, here's, here's the point in this. It's not a one-time thing. Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan. Today, Pastor Cowan is sharing a message with us. He's entitled, Why Satan Wants Control of Your Will. We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now, here is Pastor Cowan as he shares with us why Satan wants control of your will. So, the lust of the flesh, and when, when you read the lust of the flesh, you know, that sounds, I don't know how, what kind of picture that brings to your mind, but actually that word uh, lust here is just simply desire or desires. The desires of the flesh is one way, perhaps the greatest way, that Satan seeks to gain control over the will of man is by, by putting in front of us uh, things that the flesh desires. And uh, there are things that the flesh desires. You know. Now we could talk about this, but we won't talk much about it. Uh, you know, uh, I've known people to come. I've heard Dad Hagen talk, talk about it and somebody to come in the prayer line and say, will you pray for me that... Uh, I'll lose some weight. But yet they stop by Wendy's on the way home. You know, they get, they get the Wendy's full sandwich, whatever that is, and they get the, uh, would you like a small fry or, or, or a large fry? Oh, give me the large, give me the large. You're in charge of that. You know, the guy that's selling it to you is not in charge of it. God's not in charge of it. You, we, usins, we are in charge of that. Amen. So it's not, it's not any need to pray. But, oh God, will you help me lose weight? I don't know if you've ever done that, but I know a lot of people who have. In fact, I've even caught myself in times gone by. And, and I found out, you know, that I, I had to do something about the portions. I, I had to determine the portions, you know, because God's not going to come down here and take the weight off of me. I have to use my will to follow the things that I want to have in, in my life. And so it is with the will of God. So the lust of the flesh or the desires of the flesh is one way and perhaps the greatest way that Satan seeks to gain control over our lives is to control what we are willing to do. And see, he does it by coercion. God does it by invitation. But Satan does it by coercion. He wants to coerce, coerce us, you know, not curse us, but coerce us. And so, uh, you know, he wants to push us in the corner, as it were. You know, get you in the corner, you know, and kind of work with you from that vantage point. So the lust of the flesh, the desires of the flesh is, is one way, not the only way that Satan works, but is one way 
perhaps the greatest way that Satan seeks to gain control over our will. He wants my will, but God wants it too. But God doesn't coerce me, but Satan will try to force me. Well, you see, if, if I'm forced into doing the will of God, that means I don't want to be there. And number two, there can't be any faith there with me when I don't want to be there, but I find myself there. So you have to understand some of these things that we don't always think about. And uh, sometimes we take a step back and wonder, well, why is my faith not working? Why is my faith not working? And so 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 11 uh, records this. Dearly beloved, I beseech ye as strangers and pilgrims. Now he's talking to people, obviously. You, you can see it in here. He's obviously talking to people here on the earth, but he's talking to God's people here on the earth. So that means he's talking to you and that he's talking to me. Amen. None of us are exempt from God talking to us from his word. So it says, dearly beloved, I beseech ye, as, as strangers and pilgrims, you are, you are a stranger here because this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Now, some of you have heard that song. And if you'd like for me to take a moment and sing it for you, I'll be glad to do that. But I see you're not, not really inter interested in that. But it says, dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims. We are strangers going through this earth, our home is in heaven. And so he said, dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims here on the earth, abstain. Now notice, we all know what abstain means, quit. <laughs> quit, don't do it. He said, abstain from what? Fleshly lust, fleshly desires, that war, which war, against the soul or which war against the mind. Here we see then in that embedded in that is the, is the fight for our will. What am, what am I willing to do in my relationship with God? What am I willing to do in my walk with God? What am I willing to do? You know, am I just willing to do what I'm willing to do? Now that don't make sense. That sound like an oxymoron. Don't. Am I only... Am I only willing to do what fits within the parameters of my will? So what God's looking for is for the whole of our will. He desires for the whole of our will to be centered in him. Satan wants to force the whole of my will into doing what he then wants us to do. So your will is very important. Very, very important. Amen. And so fleshly, when he says here that war against the soul, uh, strangers and pilgrims abstain from fleshly lust. Fleshly simply meaning under the control of the unregenerate part of the triune dimension of man and its appetites or desires and it's translated as lust. So what is the unregenerate part? Your spirit's born again, but your mind is, has not been when it didn't get saved when your spirit was born again. It didn't, but what, it, what we do is we take God's word and 
regenerate the mind. You know, Paul called it the, the, uh, the renewal of the mind. We are regenerating. Now, here's, here's the point in this. It's not a one-time thing. Now, it's a, it's a one-time thing when I believe upon the Lord Jesus as my Redeemer and my Savior and receive Christ Jesus into my heart and into my life. That's a one-time thing. But yet, on the other hand, what did I say? That, uh, uh, that the mind, the soul or the mind did not get born again. So it is ever in the renewal process. And you can quit that at any time that you will to do it. You can, you can cut that short uh, or you, you, you don't even have to will to do it. You don't have to even apply yourself because that lies within the parameters of what you're willing to do. It lies within the parameters of do you want to read the Bible or do you want to pray or do you want to rejoice or do you want to, we could go through a number of things that comes down to this, am I willing to do this? Some folks are willing to do one, but they're not willing to do the other. Some folks are willing to do some, but not all. So God is looking for us to express our desire, our, our will and our desires, our want to. God is looking for us to express that in our life, so don't pray God make me because he's not going to. God, God, God's not even, if God's gonna make somebody do something, he'd get this nasty world out there saved. I mean, it's a, it's a mess out there. But what can we expect when man's trying to do it? There, there's no man that's gonna be able to solve the world's problems except one, and that's the man Jesus. He's going to solve the problem. We can feud, we can fuss, we can fight, we can be uh, in one corner and you're in another corner and in the corner and we can, we can feud and fuss and fight and argue, which just simply goes to the fact that the mind is not renewed. But, but doing all that does nothing for us other than us just kind of yielding our will to the adversary. And that's what happens. That's what happens a lot of times. One thing you don't want, ever want to do, don't get in a debate over religion. Amen. Just quote the Bible and don't argue. And don't try to coerce or force somebody to see it like you see it, even though that might be the way they should or are to see it. But when you try to force them, you're, done, you're, done, you're working out of your soul and not your spirit. Amen. I'm going to get me a little machine like they do on television. You know, on, on these people that cuts, uh, says something funny, they click that little thing and you hear all this laughter and ain't nobody in the house. I'm going to get me one of them. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So these appetites of the flesh are at war with the soul of man where the, where the will of man is exercised. Your will is exercised out of your soul, out of your mind. There's where decisions are made is in the mind. Uh, you, will, you made a decision in your mind. I think I'll go to church tonight. And for those who didn't think, I don't think I will go tonight. All of that's in the head. That's, that's in the head. That, that's where 
decisions are made is in the head. Amen. And so until we understand how to control our thought life, we will forever be in the murky waters of disobedience because we're not controlling our, our mind where, where decisions are made. So we want to come up out of the murky water. So these appetites of the flesh are at war with the soul of a man where the will of man is exercised. This is where the warfare against the life of faith and faithfulness is being fought every day in our life, every day in our life. There is no ceasing. There's no, you know, well, let's take a day or two off here. Satan doesn't take a day or two off. So there's no taking a day off. This is where in the mind, in the soulish area, this is where the warfare against the, against the life of faith, the Bible says that we live by faith or that we walk by faith and not by sight. The just shall live by faith. It's a lifestyle. Faith is a lifestyle and it's not just something that we use on special occasions. It becomes a lifestyle or is to become a lifestyle. Now I've heard people say this when they were trucking along and then all of a sudden something unexpectedly happens, unexpectedly happens. Then I've heard them say this to me. You know, I, I knew right then I needed to get right back up on my faith. Well, that's a, that's, that's a contrary statement to the word because the Bible says the just shall live. It's our hope that today's message, Why Satan Wants to Control Your Will, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon and different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling 1-800-842-7896. Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you would like to receive a free CD copy of today's message, please request offer number 27. Today's offer is 27. From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.